Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kevin with Michelle Smallman. This is Randy Carricker. Thanks so much for taking some time with us. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys and gals. How are you? We're doing well, Kevin. I don't know if you just heard our conversation. We're talking about the best baseball books we've ever read. Have you ever read a baseball book that you love and would recommend to us? Hmm, good question. Um, Doug Glanville, former teammate, um, is a author and i gotta i'm trying to think of the name of his book um i'll get it for you because i've uh, got the internet right here <laughs> you can pull it up quicker than i can let's see doug glanville book <laughs> google is an amazing the, thing the, 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 ga- the game from where i stand oh. okay. is uh doug's and it was interesting just mainly because you know i kind of well i played with doug and and, and lived through his writing so it was, it was pretty interesting to have you know, his perspective and comments and quotes, uh, very I mean, a great book, but most importantly, uh, just pure honesty in the book. And, and you know, and that, that's the things I want to read, you know, the, the truth. Uh, and Doug was really good about that. So check that one out. The game from where I stand. All right, we will. Kevin Ory with us on 101 ESPN. And uh, you had an unusual season in 1998 because you were there for four months of the Sammy Sosa-Mark McGuire chase, and then you got moved to the Marlins at the trade deadline that year. But what are your strongest (laughs) memories of especially June and July with Sammy? Well, man, yeah, that was, talk about a turn of events. You know, I, I would love to stay and be a part of that. My baseball is business. But um, I think the the craziest part was just really the, the shock of, of watching him basically hit every other ball. If it wasn't going out of the ballpark, it was going off the fence. And it didn't matter which part of the, the field, you know, instead of Sammy being a pool hitter, he started to use all – all parts of the field and, and spray the ball from foul pole to foul pole. And he was able to do that with, with power. So it was really, I think the hardest, the, the funnest part was, was watching that. But it was also a torturous uh, part of it because you're trying to figure out, well, why can't I do that? What do I have to do? Uh, it was like wiffle ball to Sammy. The game reminded me of backyard wiffle ball uh, growing up, which was, you know, my, my favorite game, my favorite sport of all time is, is wiffle ball. It, it was great. And Sammy treated it like wiffle ball. He was having that much fun and uh, just smacking it around. You know, 20 home runs in a month of June was, was, was pretty insane. But I think trying to take all that in, but yet try to take care of your, your own game. Uh, and, you know, yeah, there was more distractions. You know, I guess you could say it could make things a little bit more difficult because, you know, it was a bit of a spectacle. It was like a, a true marketing machine every day uh, in the clubhouse. And it, it, it truly did become, you know, the Sammy Sosa show. I mean, we had, he had his own music. He had songs named after him. And uh, he would play those songs before the game. And 
we'd listen to those songs. He'd dance to those songs. It was we'd just kind of look around. It was it was it was almost comical, uh, but he'd get out there between the lines, you know, and he was he was certainly delivering. So uh, pr- pretty amazing, but definitely um, plenty of distractions there. If you let them get the best of you, your your game certainly could be affected. Kevin, we spoke to Will Lennon, one of the producers of Long Gone Summer yesterday, and he said one of the mm-hmm. things that he really noticed when he was creating this film is when they interviewed Mark McGuire, McGuire talked about the pressure he felt during the home run t- chase, but that Sammy Sosa mm-hmm. didn't really say anything about feeling the pressure, that he more enjoyed the moment. And it seems like as you're describing the way that you viewed Sammy during that time, dancing, playing the music, that he really wasn't feeling a lot of pressure then. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can't. I mean, even especially then, I mean, just going out and putting on a baseball uniform, there's tremendous pressure uh, on a daily basis. But uh, I got to say, it's probably one of the biggest things he did was was channel that and, and, and make it fun. Now, you know, when you're hitting a home run every day, it, it, it does, the game is a whole lot more fun. But, um, you know, he did, he had a, a, a comedy about him and it, it really did not appear to take the game that seriously and uh it just it, it seemingly worked to, to his advantage um but yeah sammy's always kind of been like that but a lot of laughter a lot of smiling a lot of dancing and man i've never heard anybody in the locker room play a song about themselves so often so it, just, <laughs> it was it was really it was highly unusual but guys i have to give the team a lot of credit because uh teams teammates everybody was was very patient with everything and you know, in a competitive world, uh, sports is so competitive, some guys can be envious, uh, maybe not want to see that, maybe not want to listen to his music. Uh, but, you know, guys managed pretty well and, and, and kept the, the team intact. And, you know, there really wasn't any major issues, you know, from any of that. But uh, you know, I think that was probably one of his keys was, was really just trying to stay loose and relaxed and have a good time and, and then be patient at the plate. And he, he was doing that. He was drawing more walks and, as I said, using the whole field. And as a result, you know, his numbers, his numbers flourished to say the least. Uh, it, was, it was pretty interesting. It was just, I, I was unfortunate that I couldn't see it till the end, you know, uh, personally, but you know, I did get to see it on, uh, on TV and watch. Uh, and, um, you know, we did, we, we certainly watched history, but, uh, you know, everybody has their opinions about it. And, Asterix uh, by both of their names, but uh, you know, watching it was something. You know, it really was. It was. It, it almost seemed it, too magical. You know, wiffle ball aside, that, that somebody could actually do this in a major league baseball game, time and time again. Uh, and they both did it. it. It was pretty amazing. Kevin Ory, who was with the Cubs in 1998, is with us on 101 ESPN and. Uh, I was naive to performance enhancers at the time. You were a player in the clubhouse. Were, were you educated? Did you have any idea or any suspicions as this whole thing unfolded? Well, you know, everybody has their certainly has their opinion, and, and for me, I wasn't that educated on it. You know, I was young. I was still, you know, I was still excited to be in the big leagues. I was concerned about doing the right thing and, and earning respect from my, my teammates and, and, you know, just playing it cool, you know, playing it like I belong to be here and, uh, and nothing outside of that. So, you know, I think certainly as the years went on, uh, yeah, I became a little bit more educated. I started understanding that, you know, it, it's not you, you know, it's tough because you, you see something and you know, it's just, it's not normal and you know how hard you're working and you know what you're doing, you know, what, 
the time you're putting in in the weight room in the same weight room as you know as these very guys, and but yet your results aren't there. So, you know, I I I, I got to say I disagree with it. I disagree with it wholeheartedly, and I and I still do today. I mean, it's uh, it, it's tough because you know it's, you, you get one chance, you get a very small window, uh, and for those who even make it to the big leagues, and then uh, you know to know that some of this other illegal stuff is actually going on and costing guys, you know, jobs, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's kind of a bit of a bittersweet scenario. So uh, I became educated quickly, but it did take a while. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I had people, you, know, you could say there's some teammates that would come up to me and, you know, ask me, you know, over the years, like, what, what are you doing? What, what, what are you waiting on? Because I'd retire today to become your agent. If you, you know, if, if I, decided to go down that path and uh you know i didn't but you know here we are talking about all these home runs still so you can you kind of understand why why guys have done it and continue to do it but uh certainly doesn't mean that i that i agree with it at all because that that uh they say that that that, that stuff whatever you want to call it makes you know a bad player good a good player great a great player a hall of famer and uh that's pretty factual statement Kevin, when you're in the eye of the storm, sometimes the conversations are different than when you take a step out and, you know, you're with the Cubs and then you are traded away. And when you mm-hmm. when you got to Florida, when you got with the Marlins, were the conversations surrounding the home run race different with your teammates then, especially as it continued to pick up? When you talk about suspicions and things like that, I, I wonder how other players around baseball viewed it at that time, if they were along for the ride or if they were asking those tough questions. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little of each, Um, you know, there were far more, far more players out there involved in, you know, I even realized that the, at the ripe old age of 25, um, but I I could say it wasn't going to Florida and I was over there with a, a young team, a very young team uh, blossoming but not ready it was the year after they won the world series so uh, they made some moves made some trades and some changes so it was a totally different atmosphere from, from chicago oh my gosh it was it was polar opposite you went from the excitement of wrigley and, and, and the race to uh, you know joe robbie stadium it was a football stadium with with barely any fans uh, serious heat and rain. Uh, it, it was just uh, it was a, it was a difficult environment, uh, humbling environment. But um, I, there was some guys that would joke about it from time to time. But um, it wasn't that. I think they were just kind of uh, uh, along for the ride, taking it all in, and, and then wondering what was going on. But I, I can say it wasn't like openly discussed, you know, on a daily basis, where guys were making comments or, or making fun of those guys. You know, it, it, I think it was all this developed a little bit later uh, and over time and people have more time to think about it and, and, and understand it and then realize that hmm, then maybe there's something else here uh, than, you know, just some crazy magical season for both of these guys. But, you know, it wasn't just those guys that people were talking about or wondering about. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of other guys, but um, to hit that many home runs in the season, uh, it's pretty remarkable. So people are going to ask questions, but uh, not, those questions you're talking about, I just didn't hear a lot of those difficult questions at the time. And truthfully, part of me wishes maybe, maybe you did hear a lot more of it. But you know, the game was exciting. There was too much going on, and then nobody was trying to blow that momentum. Uh, but I, I think it did 
I know it got out of control. So, you know, you know whose fault is it? But it, it's really hard to say. But, you know, the game thrived as a result, and you know how that goes. That, that sometimes can get in the way of, you know, what's right or what's wrong. And, you know, in my opinion still, hey, Kevin, it's one, wrong. Yeah, one last thing before we let you go. Are you going to sure. watch on Sunday night? And are they pleasant memories, despite what you, you just talked about and, and the suspicions, and now with McGuire at least, the knowledge, because he admitted it. But looking back 22 years ago, are those fun memories for you? Yeah, I mean, you, can't, you can never lose sight of that. They are, but uh, I mean, I think it's a great question. There's going to be part of me. Sometimes I don't want to go back to certain scenarios. You know, it just, it, it's just, um, baseball is very taxing mentally, physically. It is a, an unbelievable grind that uh, really only the players can understand. But uh, I never want to lose sight of, you know, a negative moment or, or getting traded, which was very difficult for me. It took me a while to get over that. But, um, you know, it'll, it will st- I will watch, absolutely. Um, I'm really intrigued. I haven't seen Sammy in a long time. I know he looks looks different right now. So I'm intrigued what he's going to say. And then, uh, you know, I have a pretty good memory. So I, I look forward to, to seeing just how accurate and, and really how honest uh, these guys are. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch it, but I'm not going to lose sleep over uh, anything negative. So it, it'll be fun. Well, we appreciate you taking some time with us today. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Will do, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.